Hey, hey, everybody. We are back with another episode of Boss Your Business. And today we are going to be talking about taking vacation from content creation. And if you are a content creator or somebody that creates a lot of content for their business, you know what we mean by taking a vacation from creating content. And who better to invite on this episode of talking about content creation than the one, the only, Kelly Mumabella. Um, oh Kelly God. is not only a lovable friend of mine and fellow NLP master practitioner, she is also an award-winning digital marketing educator, co-author of the Digital Etiquette for Dummies, as well as a content marketing nerd. I don't even know how many accounts you have right now testing short-form content. You do not want to know. It's like, I know there is an Amazon shoppable TikTok out there now, but we'll get to all of this. We get to all of this. You guys already have an, have an idea of the framework of this show. So let's start in the beginning. In the beginning. How did you get here? <laughs> That's such a loaded question. I know, but this is when the best stories come up. I mean, do you want to know like how I started in digital or do you want to know how I decided that like creating a system and taking a vacation from my content was a must for my mental health? I think it's actually or a combination we... of both. How did you, how did you get up in the whole digital marketing content creation stuff? Okay. Well, content creation started about 14 and a half years ago when I kind so of So she's saw... about 28. I am. Thank you. I started very young. <laughs> I was um, I was working for a very small home builder in Colorado Springs, and I was what they call an online uh, sales counselor. So essentially, you would get leads from like email or the website, and it was my job to call them and schedule appointments for them to go see houses and stuff. Well, I, as a old millennial who basically was born into the social media world, right? Very early old school MySpace days. Um, oh or God, even before. I know, right? This is aging me. <laughs> but um, I saw, you know, here's the, here are these tools that are free. Like I went to my very old school boss, very brick and mortar homeboy, like old, old dude. And I was like, hey, let's do social media. Let's like, these are free. And he didn't get it. Obviously, nobody was doing it back then. Like literally, when I tell you I am a like, a, a, what do you, a pioneer of this? I am telling you, there were like, there was like one other person in the world that was doing this as a trainer. And that was Mari Smith. Like I go back following Mari way back in time and who is also 28. And then um, also Dell. Dell was one of the first companies to get into it. I was like, man, if mm. Dell can do it, we can do it. And he was all, whatever, just as long as it doesn't cost me money, like whatever. So I, I just, I like did it. you're crazy, just whatever. I did it. And I, I put them on Facebook before there were pages. And then I transferred them to a page when pages came along. And I put them on YouTube. Uh, you could still search these horrible videos I created back oh in God. like 2007, back 2008. Back in the day videos. Oh yeah. My God. And we started getting a lot of traction. Like people would come up to... Um, the owner and be like, we see you everywhere. And I'm like, yeah, by design, online, offline, we're everywhere. So 
he it still didn't stick to them it they didn't connect the dots that we were like literally selling houses because we were on youtube uh which is funny because a lot of our um buyers were in the military and they couldn't be present so to be able to see a house you know yeah. in a video form and i would literally just walk around with like a flip flip camera for you youngins this our phones didn't do video back then no our phones camera. didn't even flip yet at that time know, it was like this literally this it looked like a phone, but it was just a camera and you, you know, flipped mm -hmm. it and did a oh video. God, and I would I just walk around. remember those flip cam was. Yeah. Oh my God. Crazy, yes. crazy time. So um, I, I left that job to move to Denver and I got a job as a social media manager for a restaurant supply company. And I did a lot of video with them, a lot of content. I ran their blog, which had, I think at the time we had 15 bloggers that I oversaw um, in that blog system. That was a lot of fun. Um, I got laid off from that job and started my own business, Stellar Media Marketing, in 2010. So I've been going 11, 11 years, nine months, I believe, of where I'm at right now. So that's and how she's still only 28. I still am. <laughs> still only 28. Uh, that would that's weird. That would be weird because I have a nine-year-old. But yes. <laughs> we found the time warp machine. It's true. Let's do the time warp again. Um so I continue to age myself with my references, but, <laughs> but skip ahead to, so that's like the beginnings of mm -hmm. my digital marketing. And because I was a bootstrapping, for those of you who are young and you were like, what's well, a bootstrapper? Uh, this is someone who doesn't have any money. <laughs> and so as someone who didn't have any money, I didn't have investors, the angel investors, that was not a thing when I started my business, I had to do everything myself. Mm -hmm. And so as, um, as a result of that, I taught myself everything. And I'm, I've always been a really curious person and I am a very creative person. I love the arts. I love writing. I love painting and coloring. I'm an adult coloring book person. I can knit, I can crochet, you know, I'm one of those weirdos. So I taught myself how to do all the things. And if I needed it, thankfully the internet exists and I would teach myself how to do it. And so I became obsessed with content, the idea of how do we create content? What, how do we create content that stands out? Uh, what makes content stand out? And I just started to kind of develop this love for content marketing. So that's kind of how I got into content marketing. So you were already hinting on initially the, uh, there's a story behind mm. the whole taking a vacation of <laughs> yes. content creation. Yes. What what sparked that? So before we go into the process, because I know you have a process behind all of this yeah. in systems, guys, we will be we will be getting nerdy here. So yes. I will get you all the answers. Yes. But what was kind of like that trigger that brought the whole? Oh my god, I need to take a vacation. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it was forced on me. <laughs> I am I am known. Everyone who knows me knows me as a high energy. I can do the job of 10 people. Like this is just how and I'm she does young. every day. And it's true. And I absolutely can. It, it's just who I am. My dad is the same way. So for me to take a break, it has to be forced on me. <laughs> uh -huh. And I'm also a workaholic. So what happened was um, about a year ago in August of last year, my husband was in a position at work where he had to leave. It wasn't that he was being fired or anything. His bosses loved him, like, but it, the situation was not going to be good for our family if he stayed. And we didn't see a lot of ways out. Plus, we lived in California at the time. We rented. We couldn't afford to buy a house. And the people who owned 
our rental wanted to sell. So we're in this very unique situation where we're like, okay, everything's about to change. And we had to make a decision. So unique is quite the word. It was was like, bam, decision made and surprise Uh everyone. So my husband found a job in Texas um, almost immediately. Within two weeks, he had accepted that job and he had to start in. So he accepted it at the beginning of September. He had to start the beginning of October. So he used September to kind of finish off his job at um, Virgin and then move kind of, you know, to this job. So we flew out to uh, in October. We bought a house in October. First time I'd ever been to Dallas, Texas area. And we bought a house. It was crazy. Um, and we're in it right now. Um, uh-huh. Welcome to my home. And um, on top of that, my, my husband had to work in Texas, but we could not move into our home until the next year in like, March. <laughs> that was that was quite the crazy time right there when all yes. of that was happening. Yes. So my oh. husband was working two weeks in Texas, two weeks in California, two weeks in Texas the whole time. Oh God. And I had my daughters, um, who I had to, you know, they're young. So I'm I'm the person taking them to school and picking them up and taking them to doctors. And I'm also the person that's organizing our move and getting us ready. And obviously when my husband came back, he was doing the same, but it was very stressful. And if you've ever purchased a home, you know, it's very stressful. Mm -hmm. So we're going through all this. And, um, and then eventually we had to move out of our rental and we lived with my dad in his little house for um, a month. And just, it was, it was a stressful time on top of that. Around um, the same exact time, my husband was happened to be out of town, so this was in October, I had a breast cancer scare. Um, I had yeah. a situation, and I had to go to many doctors, and I had to get many tests. Fortunately, it took a while to find out, but I am clear. I still have to get you know the mammogram and all that stuff every year, um, which is fun, let me tell you. But mm. you should anyways, if you're over 40, which I'm not, obviously, because I'm 28, and it was just a lot. I mean, more than I ever thought I could ever handle. And I was at my breaking point and I had to stop. There was no choice, but I had to make money. So I really started to think about, okay, I'm used to just going and going and going and creating, creating, creating. So I always had stuff out, but now I wanted to not do anything. I wanted to focus on my kids and make this, they were very stressed about the move. You know, it was a very sad time for them. So emotionally they were, they were struggling and I was struggling to help them through that as well. And I was struggling because I was leaving my brother's family lives there. So it was a hard move and all these things were happening. I'm like, okay, (laughs) I can't do, I cannot do any of this. So I had to create a system where I could batch content in one day and walk away for a month. And just check in, maybe from my phone, you know, make it so easy. Because I'm used to being at my desk, creating content all the time, yeah. all the time. And um, and so I did. I created, I tested as I love to do. I tested what worked for me. And I simplified the tools that I was using I am, because I am a natural tester of things. I like... Oh my God, do it. Yeah, that's, that's where <laughs> we are really similar. And yes. it's interesting. So... You guys listening behind the scenes, it's Kelly and I are actually right now on a similar path. We had some conversations behind the scenes for things that are upcoming for us where we've been looking for a specific tool. And both of us said, it's like, yeah, we have the technology. We we can do all the things. 
We don't want to. to. <laughs> I don't want to. 2023, I just want simple. Yes. And for me, for for this, for the group coaching program that's coming up, for everything that's coming up for me, it's like, I want a tool where I can post my course, my membership, all of the videos. I can easily bring affiliates in. Yeah. I have all of this built in WordPress, but you know what? I am getting so fucking tired of updating and much. doing and and adjusting it's like i just wanted to work i don't mm -hmm. care how fancy it looks like it just needs to be practical so it's yes. fun of now listening to you also again even in your content creation talking about simple yes simplify because like, we like to play around with tools i like we do to, i'm a like tool to learn fanatic. things and, and, <laughs> and nerd out but yes there is also that that point in time, and I find it interesting because we all seem to have the same kind of moment where it's like we get smacked over the head, no matter what the situation is, no matter how specifically it shows up. Mm -hmm. It's this we get smacked over the head. And one of my things has been, it's like, okay, how can we take our smack over the head and make other people realize and gain that lesson that we gained without them having to be smacked over the head. Love it. I haven't it's found so a solution true. yet. <laughs> I, I know, right? That's the, the hardest heart. thing is like, you shouldn't have to have a breast cancer scare and a life-changing move to, <laughs> to slow down. Um, but but like, I did. It, it seems, it also seems to be just in ingrained in our DNA because mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm, I'm going back with when P passed away, talk about smack over the head. Yeah. Yet years later, I still have moments where I just get caught up in the every day and mm -hmm. the blah of things till I'm like finally getting that smack again, where it's like, what the hell am I doing? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe you. Mm -hmm. Maybe one of those days we learn how to transfer that knowledge right? without right? other people having to go through the pain. I feel like everyone needs to go through the pain. Like it's, you, you learn the hard way. It's just the way it is. How often have we not listened to people tell us? Human nature. We just have to learn the hard way. But if you so, don't want to learn the hard way, there is a way uh -huh. to make your life easier through uh -huh. systems. Yeah. So what is your process now? Before we dive into the tools you decided to use now, what, how, how are you creating content nowadays? So I'm really big on repurposing content. Um, I use a tool called Missing Letter. It's one of my like ninja yep. tools that I use. And it I write a lot. I'm, I love writing blogs. I, I have probably three different blogs right now. I might start another one. I don't know. We'll see. I, we, um, we, should, we should call her female Mike Alton. Seriously. You guys type under the desk or something. Uh, well, the funny thing is a lot of people don't realize I'm a blogger because they see me on video all the time. But blogging is something I do quite often. And I have a pretty decent following on my, on my different blogs. So, um, so with the blogs, they automatically, the RSS feed goes into missing yep. letter and that's taken care of. So that's going out to all the social networks. I always have content. If it's just that, just that alone, always have content because I create a lot of evergreen blogs. So I have the repurposing done on top of that. What I like to do is I like to sit down at the beginning of the month, or actually it's usually at the end of the month, prior to the month I'm going to be posting for. Yeah. Give myself a couple of days, you know, to make sure I just- Life case. happens. Yeah, yeah, life happens. And the first thing I want to do is go through and kind of figure out like, what are some of the questions that may have come up throughout the month? And I usually like to track those throughout the month. I might have like an ongoing little 
notebook on my phone or on my my desktop, you know, a Google Doc where I can just throw everything. So I want to answer those questions. Um, I like to use tools like Jasper AI, where I'll be like, you know, what are the most common questions that people ask around X, Y, and Z? And it'll like list a whole bunch of different questions. I'll use places like Answer the Public, what are the questions? Reddit, what are the questions? Get all my questions, get all the top topics that are coming up around my niche. And then I just like, go through and list what kind of content can I create because of this? So is it short form video? Is it a carousel on Instagram? Is it a, a post that I can um, just put on the various social networks as a social post, but can I also turn it into a blog? And oftentimes one question can be transformed um, into four or five different content pieces yeah. just by this process. So then I'll sit down and do all of my um, for instance, if I'm going to do video, I'm going to sit down and just literally, I will jump on, record an entire, I'll have all the questions and all the answers scripted. I'll use my teleprompter and shoot one long video. And then I throw it into Descript and I just clip it out and size it and I'm done. That's done. That process takes probably about two hours. And if I used a VA, it would be a lot faster, but I don't because again, I'm, I have this bootstrapping mentality. So um, then I'll go through and do like all of my, with the same concept, you can use the same exact answers, the same exact thing as your cat for your captions and just go create images for it in my Canva. And I already have templates set up for that. So I'll take about another two hours and knock those out for the month. You do not have to post every day, by the way, this is like one of those things I've tested it both ways. I've tested posting every single day, let's say on Instagram and I've posted every like second or third day on Instagram with a couple reels in there as well. And the second choice performed better, especially with engagement. And there's a whole hmm. algorithmic thing around that. But the, that's the thing is like, okay, how often do you want to post a week? Well, let's say I want to post two days a week, for instance. Okay. Well, that's two, four, six, eight, eight pieces of content. You're telling me you can't sit down in a day and produce eight pieces of content. Come on, friends. Seriously. So when you really start breaking it down like he, that, you're like, okay, he just called not. us out. Did you guys hear that? She just called us out. It's not that difficult if you think of it that way. I think we overthink. Yeah. And then because we're overthinking, we, we get stressed and we're like, oh, it's so much. But it's like if we just sit down, knock it out, and then we have tools like Agora Pulse or even just the native tools inside of Facebook, for instance, has Creator Studio that you can schedule these things out. Now it's scheduled. Now I've sat down and in within one to two days, I've created all of my Instagram content. I've created all of my reels, all of my, I do TikTok differently. So let's put that to the side, but I've created all my short form video content. And, um, and then I also have an ongoing list of different blogs that I can write and I'll, I'll create, you know, maybe one blog a week. And that's, that's that. And so in a matter of one to two, maybe three, if I want to start doing YouTube videos that so you see, not everyone is doing as much content as me. Um, most people are focusing on just a couple social yeah. networks. It, it would work within one day. Then you just schedule it out and you're done. And not only are you done, but you're creating content that answers the questions that people have and you're showing up consistently. It actually ends up being a better result. Plus you're planning ahead so I can look ahead at my calendar and say, oh, I'm going to be promoting this next month. So how can I sprinkle this stuff in? So not only can I do straight promotional content, which you want to sprinkle in, but not too heavy, 
but also the the organic content that's not pushy, that's not selling uh, salesy, that can support what the promotion is. So I'm enticing the right people with that content, and then they're like, "Oh, look, she's got this, she's got this uh, program or what have you." So. And the nice thing is also you you are staying in your zone of genius. So I always, as mo my audience knows, my focus right now is YouTube. It is long form mm -hmm. content. We are starting to play around with short form content too. And Kelly will have a good some goodies for you at the end of this. So you mm -hmm. better stick around. Um. I have found for me and my brain works best doing the exact same thing where it's like I have a running list of ideas going. I now have a specific framework actually for my videos and I go through quote the rough scripting. I, I can't do the full on scripted on my long form video. I just have the top. Oh, I don't do that on the long form. Yeah. Just to, to yeah. To make, I, I just know some of the long form content yeah. creators completely script their videos. Doesn't work for me. I have the intro scripted. I have the outro scripted Same. and I have my main talking points in between Same. just to make sure I don't forget about it. And it's like, shit, I just recorded this video and I forgot that one point. <laughs> one thing. And, but yeah, I, I work in, in a couple different stages. I have my research phase where mm -hmm. I'm d diving into, okay, what are people looking for on YouTube? What yeah. is Google telling me and all of that, which I often do separate because it also gets me down into my red race of, oh my God, look at all the people and all the fancy videos and all the fun stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay, let's have a drink tonight and come down from yeah. this again. Yeah. <laughs> this is a separate, it's like, okay, I know this is going to be a drink night and I'm just watching some, some Hallmark movie in the mm -hmm. evening to come off of this comparison stuff again that I do. And then I go into the scripting, but I have the, the big list running where it's like, okay, here is rough ideas on what I want to yes, talk you about. You always have something. And then start my, my scripting process. And then I have a day where I just crank out my full yep. videos because I spend an hour getting cute. I have my setup. I don't have a widescreen monitor, so I have two side screen monitor, which means I need to screw around with my setup to make sure I have my teleprompter so I'm looking at the camera when I'm reading my notes, all the things. You know, it takes time. Yes. So, and then just just jumping in and just recording, but I'm in the mindset. It's like, okay, I am looking at the screen. I am doing the things. I am recording. I'm in it. My phone is on quiet. My clients, I don't care. You, you're going to talk to me in three hours when I'm yeah. done. You are just in it. It rolls way easier than when you're like, oh my God, I need to publish a video today and I haven't Yeah, and then you're like stressed out or you don't have makeup on. You know, you brought up a really important point about like turning it all off, like, you, you know, silence your phone. Something else that I do that I think is vital is adding it to your calendar and blocking that time off. Yep. Do not schedule during that time. Like life and death maybe, but nobody else gets in there because that is vital for your business. And if we you are can not, block we it are not off, heart transplant surgeons or anything. Yeah. Seriously. You're gonna be if, fine. if your clients require your attention right now and you, you don't need even new have clients. A, that you yeah, you need to set different boundaries. So yeah, absolutely. Okay. Process. Collecting ideas. Mm-hmm. Go get your scripts ready. However you do script them. Yes. Go batch create. Yes. What are your favorite tools to do all of that? Well, I mentioned missing letter. Um, for, Which we both use. 
Yes, which is great for the repurposing stuff. Um, in terms of this process that we're talking about with the scripting and all that stuff, I use Jasper AI. Jasper actually helps me answer a lot of questions because sometimes I just have like a brain fart. <laughs> oh, like, girl, what is it that I want to say here? And I might start a sentence and then I use the artificial intelligence to help me. And then I'll go uh -huh. back and just be like, was he right? Because sometimes Jasper doesn't know what he's talking about. And the thing is, is I do because I only talk about things I know <laughs> on my social, right? So I use Jasper AI to help with the content. Um, I use Canva to help with the design. I use Descript, which is a really amazing tool that basically allows you to edit video as if you're editing a, um, what do you call it? A document. It saves yeah. me so much time. I can scan, cut and paste, you know, quick, quick, quick. So I use that um, and I use Agora Pulse to schedule everything out and look at the reports. And that's pretty much my toolkit. That's what I like to use. Now, sometimes I'll sneak in some other tools that I'm testing, but I definitely don't want to tell you about those right now because those ones that I just told you are the ones that are going to get you exactly what you need. And that's pretty much, we have a, we have a really similar tech stack, which just comes to show it's a, it's a great tech stack. Um, you mentioned TikTok earlier. Yes, we're going to do a little sidetrack here, guys. Um, <laughs> simply because I know you've been testing TikTok a lot. You've been mm -hmm. testing TikTok for Amazon Live again, as we as at the beginning of the show, Kelly mm -hmm. talked about it. It's like this woman does everything everywhere, <laughs> anytime. Yes. While sitting on the couch slopping mimosas on Sunday morning for brunch. So way too many mimosas. <laughs> oh no. Is there such a thing as too many? There mimosas? is. I've actually sworn off alcohol this week to recover from my Sunday last Sunday because it was rocking. <laughs> Lots of mimosas. It was it was a we we enjoy mimosas. It it's was. just a Sunday. It was a good time. Was Let's good time. putty a little bit too much on Sunday. <laughs> but um this is your process, I know, for, for Instagram Reels, for YouTube Shorts, all kinds yeah. of stuff going on. Um, how do you record your content for TikTok? So um, because you're like one of my besties, I will share because this is something I'm trying to keep under wraps right now. Are we, are, are, are we getting like early only, insight? You, you are, are not even early. shutting me down? Yeah, you're getting an early insight. So just Ooh. so everyone knows to preference this, my niche on 90% of my social networks and my blogs and stuff is content marketing. So content strategy, content, you know, processes, the tools I use, how to do content, how to batch, all that stuff. That's my niche. Um, when I decide, and I had a TikTok channel for that and it wasn't growing. <laughs> and I was like, what am I doing wrong? And I just became so frustrated with TikTok. That I was like, all right, I need to rethink everything I know about video and about content, and I need to do it different. So I started a completely different channel on September 6th, and it was a completely different niche, something I know I could talk a lot about because it's something I'm learning a lot about right now. It's kind of the same formula of how I built my Baby Got Bought YouTube channels, teach as I go. And it's all about Amazon Influencer Program. And I have grown it, you know, I haven't checked my numbers today, but I think I'm almost up to 1,200 um, subscribers or followers, I guess they're called followers on TikTok, which I'm told is like a lot. And I would tell you like, it is a lot because man, what a pain it was to build that because it was oh, yeah. such a, it's like the growing pains, right? It was actually not that hard. It was just because I had to relearn yeah. my marketing old ways. So what I can share with you is my process is very different. I do not upload 
any video to um, TikTok that I created in another app. I just huh. don't. I completely, um, and by the way, if anyone wants to go look at the channel, it's the, or no, not the, sorry. It's just real Kelly Mirabella at real Kelly Mirabella. But I, I shoot all of the video, except for the video I might do as an overlay. I shoot all of the video in TikTok. I use their advanced editor inside the app to edit all of my videos. I do utilize my knowledge of jump cuts and, you know, timing and stuff, but it's, it's way more laid back. 90% of the time I'm sitting in my car waiting for my kids to get out of school. I can't see the number. It's all blurry. As oh, there we so, go. Oh, I am. Every, I'm twelve oh four. Look at that. I, I guess every that's everybody right. that's just listening to the podcast, I I finally was able to pull up her account, which is now at twelve hundred and four. Yeah, the first one thousand I hear is the hardest. So hopefully I'll hit 10, 10 grand in the next. But month. I also haven't paid attention to it at all. Okay, so here's the here's the things I've learned. Um, shoot your video inside of TikTok. Use the editor inside of TikTok. Get rid of the millennial pause, as they call it, which is just like the pause, you know, right before you do your video. I did it all the time until this channel, seriously. And you just literally go into the editor and take anything that's not a sound at the beginning, any pause, it could be like a second, just you want to go straight into it. Um, and there is there is the video editing too that I had learned from from movie production. Mm -hmm. There is this habit of us where when we start recording, it's this breath in yeah. and then you start and then talking. Go. I'm yeah, like, no. <laughs> I mean, you can do it. Literally, I sometimes will like push pause and I'll wait a second because I know I can edit it out. So I know that I'm not like, hey guys, <laughs> you know. Um, other things that I learned is you you have to post several times a day. I was posting and it sounds hard and at first it is right. So like three to five times a day, what I Damn. found. Yeah. But, and it was hard at first. Cause I was like, Oh, that seems like so much. But when I got into it, I was actually struggling to not post more because, um, you just find that people ask questions and you can respond via video, which you should, and not just via comment. So I'll do like a whole video to answer their questions. Yeah. And like TikTok so, allows you to exactly to, uh, video reply. And do it. It's so such a great way to do your videos. But when you video reply, video reply to reference the question, but start the video and do the video as if that's the topic of the video, not just, does that make sense? Like you're not yeah. just like, hey, thanks for your question, so-and-so. No, let's say someone asks like, how do I find out how much I make on Amazon Influencer Program, right? Then I'm gonna start the video. How do you find out how much to make on the Amazon Influencer Program? I'm going to be answering that question right now. But first, don't forget to follow me because I talk all about, you see how I'm doing that? Like call the action in the, the front. So, and then, and then I might, rev now thanks for this. Just like this person was asking, they're wondering, and you're probably wondering too, you know? So we want yeah. to make sure that it's for everyone and not just the one person you're answering the question. Um, yeah. And, and just keep, keep going, try different things. There are some where I go, like a lot of people will be like, oh, keep it at seven seconds. Most of my videos are over two minutes. Most of my most popular videos are over two minutes. Um, I'm very verbose. I like to talk, but um, I experiment with no music in the background, using music. I do not dance. I do not do trends. That is not... I, I have a strict rule with my friends that if I'm at the club dancing, you are not to record it. I am not going to be on the internet. So I don't do any of that stuff. 
I stick to what I know, I share and I give, and I have no monetization for this um, planned for this. I mean, maybe in the future, but it's strictly value-based. Your name, your username, and your bio, just like any other channel, are searchable. TikTok is going very much in an SEO way, which is when I started yeah. to be like, I'm going to test this. And so use the, you now can have, I think, 2,200 yeah. words 2, that just changed. Um, so write, you don't have to write that much, but, you know, use the keywords and use the search function. That's something I learned that has helped me come up with a lot of questions to answer. Um, is just like go into the search and look at the most liked videos from the past week or the past month and see what people are asking. What I found in my niche for Amazon influencers is it was all Amazon influencers that you initially would think are influencers, right? People who are on like TikTok selling stuff or what have you, you know, real um, Instagram influencers, very pretty, lots of followers, you know, very shiny stuff. Yeah, but we also have learned that the shiny doesn't necessarily mean you are getting any conversion. Well, none of them were talking about the stuff that actually makes me a lot of money on the Amazon influencer program. So I was like, oh, okay, well, like no one's talking about this. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to be the Amazon influencer for regular folk, <laughs> you know, not the, not the thousands and thousands and thousands of subscribers. So I just started answering those questions and talking, but yeah, I do, I do like three to five videos a day. I always have drafts so that if like I have a day like yesterday, I didn't want to, I didn't want to post anything. I just do drafts. But if you look at my videos, you'll see that they're not all big productions. It's not like YouTube. Sometimes it's just I put up a sound with a video I did of a, the sunset and I'll just put, you know, some some writing. One last tip, because I know I'm rambling on about TikTok um, and you can apply this to reels. And it's something that I made the mistake of doing. Not, it's not a mistake on YouTube. It's actually what you're supposed to do is you go through and you answer all the questions around that topic, right? But you want to create questions. You want to leave people, like you want to answer the yeah. question, but leave another question lingering because- To create wanting, that conversation. Yeah. So then they're going to comment because so I'll be like, you know, doing a video, like here's how much, you don't think you can make money in the Amazon program? Here's how much I did it you know, being lazy. And then all these people are like, how did you do it? Tell me more. And I'm like, there are four ways that you can do it. Let's talk about one of them. And then they're like, tell me the other ways, you know? So leave the question lingering because a lot yeah. of the videos you'll create are to answer those questions. Girl, that has been such a struggle of mine because you know me, it's like, I think big picture, how does this all connect with each other? And then mm -hmm. small, how do you implement it and everything? And I always want to cover everything and make sure all the base... Well don't do I'm it. like, stop Evie. It's like yeah, not how you're gonna gonna generate a conversation. You mm -hmm. it's don't don't get not that I don't give it all away, but just leave a couple of questions. Yeah, and that that was something that conversation I, going. I discovered that at the halfway point, and it just dawned on me. I was like, you know what? I'm like sitting here answering questions, like, don't don't give them all of it. They'll because I know they're gonna want to know. They're gonna want to ask me. The other thing I will say that is was the hardest thing for me, and it's the hardest thing for me on every social network. I know it will be the hardest thing for you, Evie, is you have to stay on topic. You cannot do reels just for fun. You cannot do them if they're off topic. Have a different account for that. Like that's what I have. I just have a different account. I just like play around on that account and have fun. This account is 
only Amazon influencer program and things that are associated with that. I will not sit there and say, oh, I'm having a, when I have a tired day, you know, I'm not doing any of that on that channel. I'm going to do it on my other channel. No TikTok <sighs> trends. Thankfully, I'm getting really clear of my target market and who I want to talk to. Right, exactly. She just she just put baby in the corner. Did you hear that? I guys? did. I did, but only only because that was probably the hardest thing for me is to yeah. not talk because you, know, you we're are so multi passionate people, and I just had to. And I also had to keep my account secret for like I think I kept it secret for like 19 days until I hit a thousand. I didn't really want to tell anybody. So once I hit a thousand, I was like, all right, I can start talking about this. But honestly, I don't see a thousand as is the, that's not the number I have in my mind. There's another number before. I, I know that that like, thousand is not the number. You have there's another that. number that's that I want to get. And according to all the TikTokers that I follow, your first thousand is the hardest. Your next big um, milestone is 10,000 and it comes pretty quick. Damn. Because, because think about it. Think about any of the content that you do, like any content. If you dedicate, like think about Vlogmas, right? Let's say you vlog every yeah. day for a month. Any piece of content that you're doing that consistently, this you are learning generating. so yeah. much along the way that you're just getting better and better and better. And that's why so many content trainers, whether it's for YouTube or for podcasting or whatever, they're going to tell you, go hard for 30 days. Every day post something because it's going to force you to do the work. And then you're just every day, you're going to tweak something like, Oh, I can do this. I didn't know I could do this. I just learned a new thing. I'm going to do better. I'm do better and do better. And by the time you get to 30 days, you're doing, you're really killing it and it's easier. And then by that, like, that's, I think why the first thousand is also hard because you're in this flux of like, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> Like it's, it's you're shortening the learning curve rather you than are. stretching it out over months and months and yeah, months. You are it. cranking it out in a month, which means you are making the mistakes faster. You are getting yes. the learnings faster and it just yes. goes, which leads perfectly. And this is entirely possible that she had planned that because Kelly <laughs> is a live streamer too. This leads perfect into Kelly's freebie for you guys because she has a five-day short-form video creation challenge. If you guys are watching live, it's popping up in the comments right now. If you are listening to it on the podcast, it will be in the podcast description so yet you can sign up over there. Kelly is the queen of challenges. I am. So, I love a challenge. <laughs> I, I have even, so many of them. Yes. Uh, yes, she does. Going. I will say, do not do this challenge for TikTok because I did TikTok's a different beast, y'all. Different beast. But it does work for YouTube. It does work for Facebook. It does work for Reels. It's awesome. <laughs> and with that, that is our call. You guys have the link for the five door short form video creation challenge. And if you want to dive deeper into the tools and the nerdiness of social media marketing I have right on YouTube. If you're watching, I'm going to link it right there. My nine must-have social media marketing tools. If you are listening to the podcast, it will be in the show description too. Thanks for joining me, Kelly. You know, I always me. love hanging out with you. Awesome. And thanks for everybody listening. Thanks, everyone. Bye, everybody.